We're all about strengthening women's personal lives. Welcome to Elevate Women with Aisha Skygates. Hello, everyone. This is Aisha. Today's guest, I'm so happy to be smiling at right now. Her name is Isha Bela, and she is a trauma psychologist, somatic expressive energy alchemist, and founder of revolutionary Rompe Reglas, an online community designed for healers, connectors, and bridge builders to heal their trauma by harnessing their sexual power, owning their magic and anchoring in their sovereign leadership. I know you got all that, right? (laughs) She is in New Haven, and she's currently working on a book about liberation from internalized colonialism. Isha, so glad you're here today. It's such a pleasure to be here, Aisha. Yes. Isha, you and I, we have been discovering over and over again so many things we have in common, but the one that got us going here was about female empowerment, and our specific today that has to do with female empowerment has to do with women claiming the full range of their emotions. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're like me, I could talk all day on this one subject. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, I definitely can. It's it's one of my favorite subjects. Yeah. Okay then. Well, let's let's kick it off with why would that even be a problem? Why would that be problematic? Or why would women not claim their emotions? Well, there's lots of reasons, right? Like we are born into systems of being. Like when we are born, we are wide open. We are expressive beings. Right? We cry when we're hungry. We cry when we have needs. And over the course of our growing up, we learn to restrict our range. Right? We learn to sort of adapt to what society finds acceptable based on systems of oppression and power. Right? And in addition to that, we also experience trauma. And, and not necessarily big T trauma, though that may be part of it, but just the developmental trauma, just the parts of ourselves that are maybe not welcome fully into a space, right? And for women, that is often, we don't get to express our rage and our grief fully. We have to be nice. That's part of our enculturation. We have to be of service to other people. And so that begins to restrict the range little by little, We start to sort of chop little pieces off Mm -hmm. until we're like this. Mm -hmm. And then we forget how to be like this with that full range. Mm -hmm. So that's basically like, that's how we restrict. And that when women come to me, they often feel a sense of like having lost themselves or having something is missing right? There may be a depression or an anxiety or some, you know, and, and it's the loss of the energy of our full range of emotions. Mm -hmm. And when we begin to open up space for that, aliveness is what is there, (laughs) right? Aliveness. We want to feel alive. And this, this restriction of range is a deadening process. Yes. 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 So I want to offer 
that I grew up a little girl with loving parents, but they didn't exactly tell me that I could be effective in the world. Yeah, so I come from a long line of people who were doing their best to keep their head down, yeah, and not be noticed and maybe live to see another day. Mm-hmm. So I am right. so I am not impugning my own ancestors. I understand where they were coming from. Mm-hmm. But that's a cultural heritage, a heritage. Right. Yes, yes, that's yeah. collective trauma, that is generational trauma, that is survival mm-hmm. and you know, our ancestors were, they were smart in doing that, right? And as it gets passed down to this generation, this generation is having to work through that because we finally have a language and we finally have permission Mm -hmm. to look at these things in a deeper way. Yes. Okay. So then I want to offer that as I hadn't finished my bachelor's yet and I was married and pregnant and married to a man who was very invested in making sure I stayed in a very small box. (laughs) It's like anything outside of the box. I mean, even if I tried to listen to music that he didn't like, that's, what are you doing? What are you doing? That's what he would say to me, (laughs) right? So the keeping small was the idea. And I want to point out some other women's experience coming from cultures that say that you are your parents' child forever. Mm. You're never not your parents' child. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I've, I've had women tell me that, you know, the father is still very much in her life picture here. Mm-hmm. He dictates what house she's going to buy. She's married. Even if she weren't married, she's a mature adult. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) There he is taking up all this space. Yes, exactly. exactly. And she feels conflicted. Yeah. Right. So there's another one. And of course, there's tons of other hierarchies. You know, the obvious one, employer, employee. And if the employer is a male, then perhaps female enculturation sets the, the woman employee up to keep herself small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Let's see. What is another? Oh, dating. We have to touch dating. <laughs> yeah. Dating in which the female, whether she's dating another woman or a male, She may be cutting herself off in her feelings or denying when the the emotions are trying to tell you something. Those feelings are the alarm system that says something's not right here, right? Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. For instance, I, I, I dated a woman ages ago and we went to lunch, first time date, and she mistreated the wait staff. And the alarm inside of me was going off. It's like, mm, maybe I don't need to see any more to know that there's right. something quite right here. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So what do you think of this idea of the emotions? We were given those feelings as an alarm system, as a, a way of detecting what's going on, you know, like if I feel heat in the kitchen, maybe that's the alarm that's telling me don't go any closer, you might get burned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. suggesting that the, our human feelings are given to us as a kind of 
system for walking through life and sensing more information from our environment. Yeah, I say people. I work with women and non-binary people. And, you know, men are not exempt of this restriction process, right? But, you know, our conversation here is about women and female socialized beings. Mm-hmm. You know, this piece around emotions, I, I want to like eradicate binaries <laughs> in my work. And so I don't experience my own emotions as good or bad, Okay, right? I don't assign, you know, this is, but we do. This is how we are socialized. We oh, we want the good feelings. No, let me attach to those and let me avoid the bad ones. And that's part of our illness. That's part of why we, do, we, we don't know ourselves. We can't feel ourselves is because we, we haven't explored, you know, the things that are maybe shadowy or forbidden. And that's part of our humanity as well. And so what I teach is fluidity, is being willing to feel emotions as an experience, as a human experience, and thereby opening up space to lean into them with some curiosity, mm-hmm. like an invitation to like, ooh, like where, where will this emotion take me? It's a portal into something. And good, it's a portal good. ultimately into knowing myself more deeply, mm-hmm. right? And that self-knowledge okay. yes. leads to self, I don't like to use the word mastery, but like self-balance. Sure. Well, let's toss in the word self-awareness. Yeah. A greater or deeper sense of self. Yeah. And and even the sense of self can be torn into, you know, at least two pieces. How about self to self? Both are small S's. Yes. But self to self. And one of them is a capital S, the divine. Yes. Yes. Right. That we, we are divine, that we are more. Exactly, exactly. And we've always been more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this business of being smaller is in the exact opposite direction. Yeah, precisely, precisely. Yeah, that capital yeah. S for self invites us to claim more space, right? Yes. Actually, no boundaries. Yes. Yeah. And when I hear you say claim space, I, mm-hmm. I love it because it, I work with the too much woman. <laughs> I work with, with women who are too sensitive, who have really big desires, you know, like who are told like, tone it down. Right? <laughs> and, and yes, we become nervous about like, how do we move in the world with this big energy? And so it is about like pulling it out slowly, opening up space for it and because I work with the body, really helping women hold the charge, the little mm. charge, the energy mm-hmm. of, or the, the, the electricity of their energy. And that's part of sovereignty, like being able to hold space mm-hmm. for that big, juicy energy, and then do good things in the world with it. Bring yes. it, you know, bring it into purposeful leadership. Yes. You know? Yes. So I invite women to sit with themselves with that wonderful no boundary space. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to take time <laughs> every day and ooh, just enjoy it and feel the bounty of it. Yes. You know, that wonderful word abundance. 
it refers to space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, American culture seems to want us to think of things, you know, I own this car, I own three cars, right, things, objects, no, no, abundance starts right on in here inside yes. me, yeah, yes. Yes. <laughs> and, and what you're referring to, oh, that, that beautiful power that gets freed. Yeah, all of that is recognizing that you're holding so much abundance. Yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> and our feelings help us to employ all of what we are and use that abundance, as you said, contributing to the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you found that actually you were all of this great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know, there, and there are plenty of people and systems and structures that will tell you that the big energy that you're claiming and playing with and enjoying is not okay. Yes, I've gotten several invitations lately to give talks at conferences. And one of them, I had said yes, but when the organizer and I talked, I felt, um, I felt insulted by him. <laughs> so I said no. And he decided to spend quite a bit of time because he wrote me this long, nasty letter that says, you're not all that. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> well, good for you. <laughs> yes, I hope every woman hearing this is laughing with us. It's yes, like, exactly. Right, that it's a man like, oh. just said to me, you're not all that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mm. Not worth arguing about, right? No, no. discard, delete. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, okay, so if we turn this on its head and we are claiming, because that's where we've talked ourselves to, claiming the full range of our emotions, help me here. And let's tell everybody what the gains are. I I'm going to start with we're claiming ourselves as valuable. Mm -hmm. How about that? We're claiming ourselves as an authority. I don't know about you, but I started my adult, my early adult life, the beginnings of my adult life with in an abusive relationship. And so it's taken me years to realize and then fully claim with my voice, my authority in the world. Mm -hmm. And then that thing about effectiveness in the world, I told you was family heritage of yeah. Yeah, my relatives not feeling effective in the world and not expecting to. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I have an expectation of feeling effective. So I'm the weird one in the family, actually, for multiple reasons, but that's one. <laughs> I want to see women thinking of themselves as authoritative, as yeah. determiners, as yeah. actors, right? Not being acted on, but actors. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And this claiming of our emotions will feel better. How about that one? We will feel better. <laughs> we'll feel more like ourselves and we'll begin to trust ourselves, which is on the way towards self-love. Absolutely. When we can experience and hold 
our range of emotion, our big energy. We hold space for our big desires, our needs, etc. And that makes us, as you said, effective co-creators with life. Yeah. Right? We can be in life. We can work with life. Mm-hmm. Right? And not be afraid of life, not be shrinking at life. Mm-hmm. You know, that is a huge piece for me is to be able to to bring it to leadership. And we often think of leadership as being this, this, oh, like this, it's like about a position or it's about a role. No, leadership is self-possession, is Mm -hmm. self-possession. And when you walk into a room and you see, feel a woman who is Mm self-possessed, like you, you experience that in your body. It's a vibration in your body. Yeah. And that's magnetic. That's powerful. Yes. Right. And it, and it is, it, it is our power. Like claiming our emotions is about claiming our power ultimately. And it's like, that is magnetic. And we just need more of that because things are shifting. The world is shifting. We it are, is. Right? power dynamics are being examined yes. the way power has been misused. Yes. And, and part of the co-creation piece is really like knowing ourselves so that we, when we come into relationship, mm-hmm. we know how power is being used and misused and we can advocate for ourselves in that. Yes. We have that internal power to advocate from. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So when you claim yourself, then you're, you're less likely to go around second guessing second guessing mm-hmm. you each right. action just the sound of your own voice you're not making yourself wrong in your own thoughts yeah right self-sabotage right. gaslighting doubt and that's the torture so so many women live in is this this place where they're making themselves wrong they're shaming themselves they're feeling not enough or too much or mm-hmm. both at the same time. Time, yeah, yeah. Right? That that sort of that paradox, that no win. Those are the big power blocks. Is mm-hmm. that constant churning of making themselves wrong. And this is just, you know, they're not you know, they're not terrible for doing that. We're not terrible for doing that to ourselves. This is what we've learned. Yes. We didn't that, actually do it to ourselves. Exactly. These are just patterned thoughts. Yes. That, we, that we've you know, this is what's been safe. It's been safe for us to stay small. That's so right. We have to honor that part of ourselves. That is like, this is what's safe. And stepping into bigger energy is scary and it does take courage. Yeah. yeah. And so I hope that we women will do more and more of holding each other, of communing with each other, lean yeah. on another woman in order to get comfortable mm-hmm. <laughs> in ourselves individually. Right. So Isha, why don't you and I end with having you reflect on our Elevate Women question, reflect on our mantra, I have the right to my own personal happiness. Mm -hmm. Yes, that makes me feel or that makes me think of, I have the right to own my energy. I have the right to own my desires, right? Because because this is, we want our happiness is, feels like it's based on being able to have all of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of our experiences and, and to do it with compassion. My work is compassion-based. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's it really is about the relationship to each emotion and to some of our our wounded parts, some of our yes. hurt parts. Yes. Right. That need a little bit more tenderness and care mm -hmm. and love. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's what that sparks for me. Thank you. I, I think that's just lovely. And I have enjoyed talking to you so much and expect to do it again. Mm, thank you. Thank you, Aisha. <laughs> I hope that you have enjoyed this Elevate Women episode. You can learn more about my guest and discover how to contact her by referring to my show notes. Please let us hear from you. Write comments wherever you listen to podcasts. If you do, you will be helping others to find Elevate Women. To learn more about Elevate Women Collaborative, its events, and how you can get involved, please visit elevatingwomen.com. That's elevatingwomen.com. Thanks for listening today. Subscribe to Elevate Women Podcasts so that you won't miss a single episode. Subscribe and keep listening to Elevate Women with Aisha Skygates.